Hello and welcome to Season 9, Episode 98 of the Cartridge Club's Game of the Month podcast, where we bring together members of the Cartridge Club community to discuss the Game of the Month. If you guys are listening and you're new to the club, or you want to participate in future months like Spyro the Dragon or Final Fantasy VII, head on over to the community Discord or follow us on Twitter at CartridgeClubNA. We love seeing the hashtag CartridgeClub whenever you guys talk about one of our games of the month. I'm Dean Lasagna from Round 2 Gaming, and on behalf of our rotating pool of hosts, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And on behalf of the entire Cartridge Club community, I want to give a huge shout out to those who are part of the Patreon Club Backer tier. Joel Boyce, Kevin from Buried on Mars, Base awesome, Guy. Dude. Yeah, he is. And uh, <laughs> Caleb J. Ross, thank you guys so much for continuing to support the show. Uh, it's October. It's the spookiest month of the year, and we decided to play Diablo 2. So joining me to talk about the game are two members of the Cartridge Club community who played along this month. We got Kevin, Buried on Mars. Hey now. And Church, the Game Grinder. Hello. Thank you guys both for, for joining me. Uh, now, I, I want to ask you guys, because, I mean, this game, Diablo 2, has, has been around for, for quite a bit, right? It came out in 2000. Um, it followed the hugely acclaimed uh, Diablo 1. It's gone down in history as one of the definitive ARPGs, maybe even PC experiences. And, and here we are, you know, 20 years later, we're just getting a remaster with Diablo 2 Resurrected. We're still talking about it. You know, Kevin, what's your history with the game? Where were you the first time you played it? And how did you play it this time around? Uh, so the first time I played it was probably maybe like 2002 or something. I just It was one of those games that I kept hearing so much about. Uh, even though I had a garbage PC at the time, uh, the, one of the great things about Diablo 2 is that it was only 2D sprites, so it could play on pretty much anything. Um, so I, I actually had a... Um, what I like to call a preservation copy of the game uh, that uh, someone uh, threw my way uh, at, uh, at work. And uh, I don't know if, if any of you know about preservation copies back in the day, but they would actually take those games and uh, to make it easier for people to download, they would actually strip away all the cutscenes in that. So you would just get just the gameplay. So there was a few games that I played like that, like uh, Metal Gear Solid on the PC and, and, Diablo 2. Um, you couldn't put it, you know, you couldn't play it online or anything like that uh, because you needed uh, some sort of connection or something. I, I can't remember exactly, but I just played through, um, you know, the main campaign. Uh, I, I, I remember I, I was playing as a sorceress. That's pretty much my go-to character. And I played through the game and I was, I was done with it. And then I never thought of it again until... I think it was like 2000. It was like right when the Xbox was coming out, and uh, a couple of my friends and I were getting into playing games online. And that was the first time I was started playing games online. And we were thinking of other people who, you know, that we could get to to play online. And I mentioned one of our one of our friends, and they were like, "Nah, they, he wouldn't be interested. He's still playing Diablo 2. I'm like, "What? That old game, Diablo 2? Who'd still be playing that in 2007? Here we are in 2001." Or 2021, sorry. And uh, still playing, still playing Diablo 2. So that was my first time playing it. Um, and then, you know, I didn't really play it. I played it again about five years ago uh, with Sarah. We played, uh, my wife Sarah, we played through, uh, you know, on co-op. And that was a lot of fun. That was her time, first time playing it. Uh, this time around, I did buy the Resurrected Edition, which I have some issues with, which I'm pretty sure we'll get into. Um, but yeah, PC. Uh, I've tried playing the game with a controller uh, once, and uh, that was enough for
for me. It's I, it's just one of those things that I'm geared towards the keyboard and mouse, so I, I've only played the game on PC. Yeah, and I really want to get into that because I played it on console, and there's a lot of mechanics that I'm, I'm wondering how it's handled on the PC versus, versus uh, you know, with the Joy-Con controllers. But uh, Church, I mean, you're, you're an expert when it comes to the Diablo franchise. Uh, I think you mentioned in the community Discord that you've put hundreds, I think you said thousands, actually, thousands of hours yeah, into, yeah. into this. So, I mean, what does that trajectory look like for you since 2000? Did you have you been playing it ever since? Did you go dark for like a couple of years and not see the sun? Like, how did you fit a thousand <laughs> hours into this? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I was fortunate enough to be able to play Diablo One, like when Diablo One came out. Played it on PC, played it on PS One, and I actually didn't have uh, my own PC in the late 90s up up until right about 99 2000 somewhere in there um i just become friends uh with a guy who i'm still friends with today actually and i went over to his place to hang out and he's like hey have you ever heard of diablo and i was like yeah he's like oh diablo 2 just came out and basically i dropped everything managed to get the game and yeah, pretty much for probably in the next two and a half years, like I spent an incredible amount of time playing Diablo 2. Um, initially, you know, playing through the game, getting through all the difficulties, leveling up a bunch of characters, and I was still like so high on the game. I was like, how do I like, how do I extend this experience? And for some reason, I thought it would be fun to try to collect like all the set and unique items in the game. Um, unfortunately, one of the things that changed with uh, Resurrected is you can't have multiple accounts now where you just have your one account where back in the day you could have multiple accounts. And I ended up having eight different accounts. Uh, I believe they had six characters. It might've been eight characters that were just all mules and mules are basically just, they just hold items. And, you know, uh, of course there's the, the item struggles in Diablo 2, so that made it a challenge and required so many accounts to do so. But that's that's really what drug out my playtime with the game was just because I was still having fun just doing the grind. Uh, Diablo is very, you know, a lot of a lot of dopamine rewards there with their their loot system. And uh, yeah, probably about uh, two years, two and a half years. Um, I, I, I remember approximately around the time when I stopped playing and I never really went back at all um, just because I felt like I'd put my time in with Diablo 2. Uh, not that I would never revisit it, but I just didn't have a motivating factor to do that. And, uh, you know, I had friends that have played on and off throughout the years. Like uh, one of my best friends, actually, he played until like, I want to say like late like you know 2009 2010 he was still playing but i think a lot of people who really stuck with the game with diablo 2 um for so many years eventually ended up just doing like a lot of botting um they'd use bots to gear grind to try to get like the absolute best stuff in the game because i mean i like i said I, I possibly put in a couple thousand hours i don't you know that's a rough estimate um just compared to like some of my other gaming experiences with time tracking and in all that time, like I never got like the top tier stuff myself. Like I had collected, I had estimated about 80% of all set and unique items in the game. 
And really, it was all the top tier stuff that I was missing. But I had everything else. I had checklists <laughs> and everything. Uh, I believe it. Yeah, eight <laughs> counts, six characters per account. I mean, that's that's a lot of hours. Yeah. Um, so you guys are clearly more experienced with this game than, than I am. My my friend had it back in junior high. I used to go to his house uh, during just lunch period. He was walking distance from the school, and I, I started up a barbarian, and sort of waffled between single and multiplayer. And I remember getting as far as as Blood Raven. So having replayed it now, that's that's still the beginning of the game. I I, I never really quite made it that far so i picked up uh, resurrected uh, which is the remaster of the full game with the expansion and and i got real hooked uh, i can i can totally see how you can sink hundreds and, and, and thousands of hours uh, into this now i, I had two playthroughs uh, i played through the first time uh, as a barbarian which which was fun but i think the real fun for me was uh, when i started up my second playthrough as a necromancer and that's uh that's definitely how i would recommend starting um starting a game if, if you're new to Diablo 2 but uh, I mean church help me out here so so there, there's seven classes but beyond that they've added uh, a skill tree to Diablo 2 which allows you to have multiple builds or different styles within those classes so what class did you play as and can you give me and, and some of the listeners some insight into these cool kid terms like Jabazon and <laughs> Skelemancer like what are the popular builds out there yeah yeah so uh, yeah that's one of the things with Diablo 2 is you would make a character and kind of pick your route. Um, I believe, I can't remember exactly if it was later on when they added the ability to respec. Um, but I, I don't remember that really being a feature because that's why back in the day when we wanted to try a different build, we had to make a different character. Um, but yeah, uh, so I always, my go to. Uh, in these games tends to be more of a ranged class. So I went with uh, originally, I think originally when I played the game, I, I probably did barbarian at first, um, but then not too long after shifted into Amazon or sorceress. This time I started out with Amazon. I go Boazon and basically all, all the naming for each like build is generally like the focus with, you know, as, as a prefix and then the you know, uh, uh, less so with barbarians because you got whirlwind barb, uh, frenzy barb, but like Amazon, yeah. If you're using a bow, it's a boazon, javelin, or javelin javazon. Um, it, it, it just you know, it, it short shortens the the naming so you don't have to say multiple words because that's too challenging for some people, I think. But um, yeah, so that, that's kind of the the I, I think one of the hooks is to, to try a different character or different build. You know, that it's kind of boosting your replay there. Yeah, I gotta say it was a completely different game. Like I, when when I went through with my barbarian class, I, I had zero skills by the end of the game. Like not one, not even bash. Like I was uh, all my skill points went into resistances and mace mastery. And so I had one button, which was click, like just attack, attack. And I, I would just sort of absorb the damage. And again, it was fun, but being able to summon armies of, of skeletons and golems and monsters around you and have like literally 20 NPCs fighting on your side, uh, it's a whole different experience of a game. So uh, Kevin, how about you? I mean, you, you played Sorcerer uh, for the first Diablo. You said that's sort of your go-to. Did you play Sorcerer's this time around? Well, I, I wanted to do something different um, because I, I got to say, like, I am not on Church's level 
Uh, I might not even be on your level, Dean. Uh, <laughs> I am a very, I guess, I, I'll just come out and say, like, Diablo 2 is probably my favorite RPG of all time. And even though I have played through it, you know, about three or four times, I, I think I'm still very much a casual player. I go in and I really don't know what the heck I'm doing. Um, I just, you know, uh, find, you know, collect things and put it on my character and play through it. And I, I've, the sorcerer has always been my my go-to character. I just like burning everything with fire. I just go through and, you know, throw fireballs at everything. You know, whatever it is coming my way, just throw a fireball at it. And I, so, you know, this time around, I did want to do something different. Uh, so I, I picked the uh, assassin um, because I've done that in other games and I've always had fun with that. So I, I and yeah, I was playing like I was playing and it's like a completely different game because with the sorcerers kind of go when you go into a dungeon, or whatever, kind of go into a doorway and you just blast everything with fire and then, you know, wait for the scraps to come out and you, you know, blast them away and. Uh, but with the assassin, I had to like hide around corners and stuff and wait for people to come out and come around. And because her, she didn't have very much of a ranged attack, right? It was all close, uh, close combat. Um, so I was enjoying that. Um, but I, I don't know how much you want to get into the online and offline characters and that. Did you want to get into that now or did you yeah, want to sure. wait? Yeah, just hop so in. what I wanted to do was have it so I could play it on my PC down here on my nice 4K monitor. But also bring the character over to my uh, laptop so I can play it on my laptop while I'm hanging out with Sarah. Uh, so I created this character as an online character. Uh, and I got to, I got through to, to act two and I was, you know, still having fun. And then all of a sudden it was like the game just started crapping out, started cutting out. I would, you know, I'd start playing and then it would just like, oh no, you're, th and then I'd want to start a game. I'd sit down and like, okay, I'm ready to play now. No, you're in line. You're at number 179 to get online. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get that this is, you know, a launch of a new PC title. And they always have issues, especially when it comes to online servers and all that. But this is Activision. Oh, or sorry, this is this is Blizzard. They've been in the game for 20 years. They're owned by Activision, who has tons and tons of resources, tons of money. It's unexcusable. I'm sorry. I I I know it's expected, but really, when they're asking sixty dollars for a, a game, like all that stuff should be working. It should be working. If you if you tell me I'm able to play put this character online and play on different PCs, it should be working. I don't care if like oh this is the norm and every game is like that and blah blah blah. Asking sixty dollars for a game. It should be working. It's not a free-to-play game. This isn't a new studio. These are the big guys. The game should be working. So I got really pissed off at it, and I I stopped playing it for, for a little while. Uh, Dean said, why don't you go back and, and do an offline character? So that's what I did. Um, so I went back to my go-to sorceress, and I'm, I'm only on Act 3 because um, there's only so much time in the day. I don't know how you guys get through multiple playthroughs. <laughs> no, totally. And and I, I was running into a couple uh, hiccups as well with my Barbarian and my Necromancer was was an offline character. So just yeah. really quick with the Sorceress, do you find that um, she's sort of a, a slow build? Like she, she gets more powerful toward the end of the game or does it get more difficult uh, toward the end of the game with, uh, with the spellcasting? I've never had any problem with her. Okay. <laughs> I just like everything is like a ranged attack with her. Like I just I stick to everything. I put everything in the fireball thing. Yeah. Uh, I I know in the first game, the uh, I 
I can't remember. Is it a wizard class or something? Mm-hmm. Whatever the yep. sorcerer. Well, his he was very squishy. Like anyone mm-hmm. ran up to mm-hmm. me and I was toast, right? Um, but with her, it, like nothing seems to be able to get too close to her. And if they do, I also do that uh, where you can go into the town and you can get uh, a guy to come around and help help you. And they seem to attack that guy first, which is really nice. <laughs> they go after him, and uh, I can just kind of hang back. And so he's kind of what do they call that? The yeah, hireling. Right. No, but the a tank character. He's a little bit of a tank character where they go and attack him first, and then I do the I I throw the fire from uh, from. And it's kind of like it's kind of sketchy. I wish they kind of improved that uh, a, a little bit, like because he can get lost sometimes especially when you're in close quarters and that he'll get hung up on a wall or something like that yep. it's kind of cool because he's uh his power is that he can uh, uh heal so i don't really have to worry too much about potions and that when he does it sometimes it, he'll like just not like i'll have like you know 16 health left and he's like hey come on buddy like give me give me the health and i kind of have to like use a town portal to go back into town and and then come back into the thing, and that kind of like resets him a little bit, and he'll get into it, which is a little disappointing. But I don't know; it worked for the most part. So it's not he. I don't find the sorcerers as squishy as in the first game, it's just because people can't get up, can't get close to me. Yeah, Sork, yeah. Sork definitely is well, like one of the, I think, better classes. Like, there's very Diablo two is. Uh, and this um, I might be jumping ahead when it comes to th- some of the difficulty discussion, but <clears throat> uh, Diablo two is a, it, it's kind of an interesting game because you, you have the, the, the different difficulty levels. And I think primarily playing through normal, like you're going to be able to be pretty successful no matter what you do. Um, you don't have to know the meta of some of these builds, but if you continue and jump through the other, other difficulties, like, that's when like your choices can really really have a huge huge factor in what's viable in the later difficulties but um i kind of save some of that for the later later discussion sure so so while we're on classes we reached out to the cartridge club community to see what what classes they were playing as and um you know far and away necromancer was the most popular response there was a lot of necro players uh some barbarians some some sorcerers some amazon uh, I didn't see any love for the Druid or or the Assassin. And those were the two classes that were added as part of the Lord of Destruction uh, expansion. Have you guys... Oh, Kevin, I know you've played Assassin. Yep. Um, which is more sort of traps-based. Uh, Church, have you played Druid? Uh, yeah. Yeah, originally when uh, Lord of Destruction came out, I played the additional classes. I, I pretty much had every class like up right. in the, the late 80s, early 90s or so. Uh, this time, I... Didn't play a druid. Uh, I started out with my Amazon, and then I made a Sork, and then I started uh, an Assassin, just because, like, as I was playing through the game and I was having other friends playing, I progressed further just because I actually took a bunch of time off. Like, every Diablo release, I take, like, a half a week off of work because usually they get released on, like, Wednesday or Thursday or something. So I'll take days off, and, like, that's all I do. So <laughs> I'll, I'll get quite a bit further than my friends, um, so then I'll make my second and third characters or whatever, so I can play with them because right. usually it's it, it's it's play with whoever's furthest behind. You play with them just so you can get caught up. That's kind of how me and my friends work that. Right. 
Yeah, I, I dove pretty deep this uh, this month into a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Watched a lot of interviews, read a lot of books, and it's just super impressive, um, irrespective of, of how it panned out. Like how much work Blizzard North put into trying to balance the character classes, not only you know act to act, but also like you said, church difficulty to difficulty and uh, skill path to skill path. Like they really wanted to make sure that at at any point in, in those games, you could take a snapshot of two classes and they would be relatively equal in terms of, um, you know, the different ways you can get through the game. So I think, you know, five classes in general, but adding two to the expansion. So seven classes and all the different permutations of builds. Um, I, I think it's a tall order across the three difficulties. So it was pretty cool to see. But uh, speaking of behind the scenes, um, I want to talk about one of the biggest changes to Diablo 2 from the first one, and that's uh, that's the story, right? In Diablo 1, the story, very much an afterthought. Um, mm -hmm. The cinematics, you know, the big twist at the end, that was all done by, uh, you know, a separate, a separate party uh, outsourcing work to, to a different team. This time around, they really wanted to be, uh, or really want to have the story as, as sort of a, a strong driver. So uh, it's a continuation. Off, off the first game, right? At the, the end of the game, the canon story is that the warrior defeats Diablo. He he takes the, the fractured soul stone and he shoves it in his head uh, to contain the power of Diablo, but, you know, it doesn't go as planned. He he eventually becomes possessed. He becomes this this dark wanderer and he starts his journey east uh, to, to awaken his brothers, who are the other prime evils, uh, Bale and Mephisto. And the story, you know, it's sort of told through um, the eyes of this old man who accompanied the Dark Wanderer and sort of inadvertently was was the catalyst to, you know, a lot of uh, these things actually happening, Diablo reawakening and Bale and, and, and Mephisto. Um, and so you as the player or, or, or as a hero, you essentially follow the Dark Wanderer east throughout Sanctuary and essentially stop evil. You, you travel east, you stop evil. It's a simple story, but uh, the way it's told, I think, is is, is pretty elegant and there's, there's a lot of cool characters between the prime evils and the lesser evils. So, uh, Kevin, what were your thoughts on the story this time around? Did you even pay attention? Uh, had no, you paid attention I never do. in the past? No, no I didn't think <laughs> so. I'm always lost. I never know what the heck is going on. I kind of follow it. Like, I got, like, there was the old guy, and he's following. And you gotta, you're chasing down Ball, B-A, ball, ball guy, Bale, whatever his name is. I never, I, I, stories just like, I don't know what it is with video games, but like, I watch movies, I can follow a story. When it comes to video games, like, it's just too much, there's too much action in between, right? It's like, what happened? Like, I, like, I've watched like the, the opening cinematic like two weeks ago, and now I'm at the second cinematic. I'm like, what happened? I don't know. What do I got to do? I got to go get that guy. Just go get that guy. All right. Uh, let me go get him. That's like, so no, I have no idea what's going on. So I'm here to learn. I do find it interesting, though, that the, the big story twist in uh, Torchlight 1 and 2, so, spoiler alerts for those, is that the in Torchlight 1, at the end, the, the canon is, is that the the wizard guy or sorcerer or whatever, he becomes the guy that defeats the guy at the end. And then he becomes the guy you're chasing in Torchlight 2. And everyone was making, like, such a big deal about that. But here, what it's, it's in Diablo. Like, they're just kind of doing the Diablo thing. That's kind of interesting so that's all i gotta say about the story yeah i think they did a good job because they you you can simplify it in your head as, as much as possible like it's, you're, you're chasing a guy east and you got to go kill him like that's that's essentially the story yeah but if you want the lore and you want to read about adria the witch and her 
you know, her her sort of coaxing the the warrior post Diablo into becoming this sort of possessed thing, so that he could reawaken the primevals and all this stuff. Like you, you can get as deep as you want, but uh, I guess Church, do you do you have a, a favorite part of the story? Do you enjoy the story and the lore behind it? Uh, yeah, I I do enjoy the story. I, I don't necessarily have like a favorite part. Um, Diablo is it, it's interesting. It's one of those games where like yeah you can entirely enjoy diablo 2 without reading a single line of dialogue they make it so easy just to click away and keep going but if you want to sit there and kind of listen to the characters talk you can really get uh all that backstory the background as you mentioned um to really flesh out the world now do i remember all of that even spending as much time in the game as i have i don't I know the you know, I, I know the main gist of the story. Like some of the the finer details are lost on me. Like my memory's not great by any means, so some of those finer details I do miss. But um, I, I think I think the story is pretty cool. One thing that I really like about Diablo Two story, yeah, how it pretty much continues right off Diablo One, um, and it's not like you're actively participating in what's happened because everything already already happened as the dark wanderer moves east you're just kind of following in 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 the wake of destruction um and and the corruption that happens as he's passed through these areas and you're trying to find the next steps to to continue on to 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 get to where you need to go so you can defeat the prime evils um it's pretty awesome and and how they tied everything from diablo one like what happened with with the warrior what happened with with the uh amazon or the, or the rogue i mean um and uh i think that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. I, I i will say like what the game does really well is add atmosphere to the th- like when you start act three and you come into that uh, jungle town i can't remember the name of it um but when you start in there and like everyone in the town, like the guy who, who sails the ship, you, you take a ship there and he's from that town and he hasn't been there for a while. And he's like, oh, my God, my town is like ruined. Like, what's going on here? And then you're going around and you're talking to the other people and they're like, yeah, this place used to be great. Uh, we can keep it like safe along the shore here. But if you go past in the jungle, there's going to be a bunch of monsters in there. So you know what you're you're going up for. So I think it does a great job of building uh, uh, atmosphere just the main finer points of the story is just kind of lost on me all the time but that's my thing you know it's not i don't think it's anything wrong with the game like you said like it, it's really my fault because every time like i got stuff that needs to be identified so i come into the i come into the the main hub and i go to kane so he can identify everything for me for free and he's got that thing over his head and i'm like oh man if i click on him he's gonna start talking again and i click on him he's just got like <laughs> paragraphs of words i just like okay let's go i I need to identify this stuff yeah stay a while and listen yeah it's worth mentioning too it like if you if you play diablo 2 online which you know i i'm i'm of the camp where diablo 2 all the diablo games are intended to be co-op games so it like i don't know it it pains me when i hear people play play offline and whatnot but you know to each their own (laughs) but when you're playing diablo 2 online what can make it really challenging is if especially if you're playing with uh just random people in the public um when you are when you beat a quest and you go talk to the next person 
you'll be sitting there yeah. you know reading the story and everybody they all ran off they're yeah. all in the next dungeon <laughs> and now you're missing potential loot uh you know because you have to be there when loot drops because it, it's unlike uh future games like that loot drops like that's up for grabs whoever clicks on that first gets it so the longer you're sitting in town uh learning about the story is you're you're missing out on the loot that's a, that's a really good point i didn't think about that you mentioned quests though and and you know having put as many hours as you have into diablo what are your thoughts on the way they've sort of integrated the quests into the story where it's not randomized anymore like diablo one was it's the same set of six quests per act was that oh i, that I think i think it's fine um it helps with uh, with a game like this where it, it's kind of re very repetitive have having things mixed up could be great but i think for what diablo 2 is it it works just fine because then you can kind of know the beats know what you got to do and then uh especially when you're running other characters or power leveling or any of that sort of stuff you you, you kind of can streamline your own process in in some ways uh, i never had any problems repeating the quests um yeah yeah okay well i i mean i think that that is a nice segue into you know the gameplay which is really the bread and butter of the diablo franchise right that that kill reward concept that that they've really mastered uh, is what everybody loves so i think they they took some complaints that they heard about diablo one you know like the, the constant clicking and they've, they've introduced some quality of life improvements like the click and hold and some of the inventory management stuff and at the time it was it was pretty masterful kevin you mentioned it's it's probably your favorite uh, arpg but you know how do you feel it holds up by today's standards with all the other arpgs we've got that sort of you know i've sort of built off of this you know was is the loot rewarding enough um is, is the gameplay diverse enough to keep new players invested there there's definitely uh what do they call it quality of life improvements that they've made in other games uh that have that's been derived from diablo uh and diablo 2 like but it, you know it's transfer like i was mentioning before like the ai from your partner like there that wouldn't be acceptable in a modern game today right like it would get you know raked over the coals in a review or something like that um, there's also a bunch of other things like I love that pet thing in, in Torchlight, you know, where you don't have to keep going back to uh, the town to start to, you know, manage all the inventory. You can just pull your garbage to your pet and send off your pet. And that just like keeps the gameplay moving, um, you know, better loot or not loot, uh, but um, inventory management systems and that are, are in other games. It's kind of like I, as I was playing this game, I was kind of torn because it's like, do you want all those quality of life improvements in Diablo 2 or do you want to keep it pure? You know, do you want to keep that experience pure so people coming new to the game can enjoy it as it was? Because pretty much this remastered edition or whatever, what's it called? The remastered? What is, which one is this one? This is uh, Resurrected. Resurrected. Which is the There's some edition. R word that they put, yeah. <laughs> you know. So uh, it, pretty much for this game, other than oh there was something that they that they did a little better i can't remember what it is now but it's pretty much a, a, the core experience with just better graphics which is nice to see but i kind of wish like maybe they would give you some options to turn on some you know modern 
things, you know, just a, a couple of improvements that would have made uh, the quality of life a little better. So yeah. I was kind of torn, you know, because it's great, you know, awesome. People coming to it are getting the core experience. But then on the other hand, you know, like so many other games have done things better and that that just kept the game moving. That I, I don't know. I, I'm torn. Yeah, and they, they really struggled with that. If you look at some of the behind the scenes, like what to change, because they, they knew that there are so many purists out there. Yeah. So even things like just the auto pickup of gold that they've added. Yeah, you know, yeah that, that that's was something one. that is a no brainer. I thought, yeah, I thought that was great. But yeah. there's the option to turn it off, whether or not you want to keep it on or turn it off, right? right? Um, the 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 muling that that was happening they, they've added all these shared stashes now to yes you know so you don't have to mule your 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 characters but even that has its downsides as you know church as you mentioned right you used to have x amount of accounts with with yeah. all these mules so you could collect everything so i guess um you're a little biased because you've put so many hours into it and I'm, I'm sure it holds up for you but what are your thoughts on resurrected and did it make sort of the right moves for the modern gamer aside from the graphical overhaul like did it add enough quality of life improvements uh i i mean for me resurrected is like it's like the chef's kiss i it's just brilliant absolutely brilliant what they did it's the game just you know fresh coat of paint and uh, the what they did to expand on some of the design like some just little details that most people like don't could 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 care less about like uh i remember watching one of the dev diaries where they were like oh yeah in, in this random building like we had we added garlic and hanging meats and stuff <laughs> most people couldn't tell you what any of that was but the uh, just putting those little details just fleshed out uh the the visual element so much more um now it was interesting because i i played with some friends who hadn't played Diablo 2 before so this was the first time hmm. and I thought it was really interesting is at, especially at first a lot of them kind of struggled a little bit uh, Diablo 2 was a, a little bit more um, methodical a little bit slower paced until you get going get going with like things that might increase move speed or you know you get a bunch of abilities but once they gave it a little bit more time, like pretty much all their complaints went away. Uh, I, I think really the, the only complaint that I ever hear what anybody says was inventory size. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why they made the choice to keep inventory so small. I can, I can kind of agree with that. That was kind of my, again, with the whole muling thing is I, I kind of wanted to start as items were dropping uniques and sets of like, Oh, I want to start collecting these again. Cause it's fun. Uh, if anybody wants to say, Oh, I, I'd like this. I want to do this build. I'm looking for this item. I'm like, Oh, here I have it. Um, now taking away the ability to have all these accounts. Like I can make a bunch of characters, but the shared stash, you get, uh, what is it? Four pages. And three. I had three pages and I had those filled up. Like, yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> quick. Um, and I'm just keeping like, again like sets uniques like gems and the runes like the things that are uh, useful for everybody um so that that was kind of a bummer um but i i think just because this game is what it is and they were like we're gonna keep the experience true we're not changing anything like i felt pretty good with that uh and at the same time like i 
I haven't really played a lot of other ARPGs just because for some reason the Diablo series for me is like I just can't get past like every everybody else is just trying to be an imitator. So I struggle to get into other ARPGs, which is unfortunate because th there's some other really high quality ones out there. But I, I, I feel like uh, getting invested in the Diablo series uh, and this this kind of kicked in with Diablo 2 is like uh, I want to know these games are going to like live on, continue on. And with something like, you know, Path of Exile, that could be, you know, it's just it. That's its experience. Like, I don't know, it's, it's this weird thing of me. It's just because I love the Diablo series so much. And uh, and like Kevin said, like Diablo 2, I, I struggle with naming like my favorite game, like of all time. It's just, it's impossible. I, I will never be able to say this is my favorite game ever, but I have a bunch of favorite games of all time. And Diablo 2 is, is one of them. Like I could say it's my favorite game ever and I wouldn't feel like I'm letting all my other favorite games down, but <laughs> I, I just can't make that call because there's, there are other ones that are like, that's my favorite game. I, I, I just love Diablo two. Like yeah, they, they can almost, I, I think as far as a remaster, I think they nailed it uh, for the most part besides, you know, they're trying to give you the true experience of Diablo two. They didn't want to change anything. There's kind of a joke that a lot of people are making is that, you know, they're they're giving you the true experience, so you, you have to deal with the connection issues. You have to deal with the server <laughs> issues that they had because they didn't change anything. They just gave you this game and they slapped a new coat of paint on it. Like, yeah. No, that's 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 good, and I, and I would echo that. I mean, I think if you're a newcomer to the game or want to experience it, uh, Resurrected is the way to go. And there's a way for you to hop back into Legacy mode and, and see the original graphics. There's a way for you to yeah. toggle off a lot of these quality of life improvements. So even if you want to see what the original experience was like and make your own choices from there on how you actually enjoy playing the game. I think that's that's the way to go. Um, I, now, I got one, a question for Church, just a quick question. Yeah. So the people who were playing Diablo 2 for the first time, were they uh, coming from Diablo 3 and going back to 2? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. I could largely, totally see that. Uh, and most of my new friends to it, like they, they gave it an honest go and eventually ended up like enjoying the game quite a bit. I did have one friend that I was really surprised about that. He's like, I just, I just can't get into it. It's just, it's too slow. It's yeah. too hard. Uh, yeah. Which. Yeah. I, I, I think it's valid. Um, Diablo two was cut, kind of cut from a different cloth where it's like, they don't give you tons of instructions on like how rune words work or how these builds work. And then, uh, especially like once you get into later difficulties, like if you made your build in a certain way, like you're gonna hit a hit a brick wall mm -hmm. where it's just, you know, if you're playing a barbarian, unfortunately, like it gets a point when unless you have the gear to support that barbarian uh, on like hell difficulty, like you're pretty much screwed because you don't have high resistances for all the elements and. There's no way to get that with your stats and skills. Um, so, and I know there's he, that friend in particular struggled with that sort of stuff where a lot of games now, they tell you the systems inside and out when you play the games or there'll be tutorial menus or tooltip explanations. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that lack of handholding was actually pretty 
pretty nice so like we had a lot of newcomers to the game that were in the discord just getting tips from everybody else and that's what was helping propel them forward i'm like okay what what do i do like what do all these builds mean and you know i tried to respect my barbarian at level 37 to a whirlwind barb and that sucked because now my, <laughs> my barbarian's bricked like he can't do anything because i hadn't yeah. I, I don't have the right equipment or anything so yeah it's sort of fun to hear from from people who have played the game you know some recommendations and things on how to speed things yeah up. i wish they would have given you a little more flexibility with that to try different things too like i think you can only uh reset your stats once right for every per difficulty yeah yeah you know you got that reset like it's the woman in that first town that'll do it for you so i i wish that they would let you like even if it just costs you gold or something like that some sort of penalty just to try out different things with your with your character instead of having to restart with a new character sure and that that was a kind of interesting too because like diablo 3 like that was one of the big thing big things with diablo 3 is they wanted people to be able to experiment and mess around with builds so instead of having skill trees they just gave you skills and you could switch them up right. and there is actually like a lot of criticisms about that a lot of people are like oh they they dumbed this down you know they babied everything up for for all these new gamers who can't handle the struggles and <laughs> come on <laughs> i i always find that ridiculous for like if if you don't want to do that and you want to play you can play it that way right you can play just don't do those things that they put in there for other people like you don't want to play on easy mode don't play on easy mode yeah. there's nothing wrong with having easy mode there yeah. well speaking of weird people um <laughs> you know the the resurrected version and, and even the original have uh, the auto map feature and there was a poll put out to see what type of auto map players prefer and you can have it in the top left, the top right, or you can have it sort of overlaid across the whole screen. 4% of people said they don't use a map at all. Oh, wow. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> Crazy. Um, uh, I, I, I'm guessing they're still in the Rogue encampment somewhere. 13% uh, um, said they use it in the top left corner, which I think is, is equally weird. 36% um, said top right corner which is generally how I played through um, the first little bit. And then once I figured out you could put the overlay, um, that's where I went. And that's where 47% of, uh, of the people um, voted for. So full screen overlay, you could change the opacity. Um, so, so how sort of transparent, translucent it is. Um, where did you guys prefer to, to keep your maps? Oh, right I, over I like, the top. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it off to the side, like off the so, I, and it alters. Like I, I can switch it, you know, yep, yep. between different. Uh, you know, I, I, I map it to a button where I can just click on it and and switch it depending on which direction I'm going or whatever. Um, but I can't imagine playing it without a map because that the map is like, that's part of the uh, thing is like you want to clear the whole map and discover all the corners and everything, you know. Any ARPG that doesn't have that, I, I generally don't finish it i'm like uh, I, that's that's like part of the the pull you know that's part of the thing that attracts me to those games it's just finding all the corners of the map and finding clearing out all the enemies get rid of them all because you want to keep your character leveled up too right yeah so yeah okay well before we get off of gameplay uh i did want to talk about uh, some of the difficulties uh and some of the the features that were left out of the original game, of course, you know, David Brevik and his team at Blizzard North really wanted permadeath to be a feature of this. They wanted to be able to dock you experience points on every death, irrespective of difficulty. 
and, and they are sort of implemented in some way with hardcore mode. And, uh, you know, there is an opportunity to play like that. But I found the game and I, and I got to, I'm on Act 3 or Act 4 now of, of Hell difficulty. So there's normal Nightmare Hell as you beat each predecessor. The the next one unlocks for that character. Um, and I'm, I'm finding it super hard. Um, but it's super rewarding to finally get to those higher levels uh, and, and find this crazy loot that would have been impossible in the normal mode. So I would almost recommend any players who are looking to play through the game, go beyond normal, continue with Nightmare and Hell. Uh, would you guys agree with that? Like, did you guys play on, on Hell mode or Nightmare mode? I, like I said, I'm super casual with, <laughs> with this game. So I usually, when I finish a normal run, I'm pretty much done with the game. I do mean to go back like at something like on a second playthrough and play through it on hard, but I always end up losing my character or something like that. Like the last time I played through it with Sarah, we played it co-op online. And when I fired up this, the game this time, my, my character was gone. I imported some characters. This, this was the cool thing with resurrected is i could import characters on the old diablo 2 and bring them into into this but all my you know what it was is because we used mods i'm just thinking of it now we did use some mods on the original diablo 2 when we played through it a couple of years ago just to like you know make it in 16 by 9 and um i think that was it it was just like some graphical things because the original game only played in 800 by 600 i think that was the highest you could go yeah and so sarah was playing on a tv <laughs> you know she was on the couch playing on a tv she couldn't see it so we we modded it so she could play it on a modern tv and up the um the the uh, fonts and that too right make them a little bigger so she can read them um but unfortunately that wasn't considered like i don't know an official character or something so i couldn't bring it over so anyways Long answer, short. Uh, I no, I only play it on normal, <laughs> but I sure. will. I do want to try it. I want to try. You guys got me wanting to try that. You got me wanting to try the uh, necromancer. So I'm, I'm stoked. I'm good, yeah. ready, ready to go. And, and it was actually you, Church, that that suggested uh, to keep playing on on Nightmare and and Hell mode um, because it's not a replay of. I mean, story wise, it's a replay, but there's so much. Uh, nuance that changes in terms of um the 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 skill progression and, and just the character progression that you still feel like you're battling your way through the game yeah yeah and like uh i i i kind of feel like normal is like this is your this is like your practice mode like they're familiarizing you with the game kind of figuring out how how it works and everything and every time you jump up the next difficulty it like uh, yeah, it's more challenging, but uh, there's, yeah, it's all the nuance. It's like, uh, the, the, the monster, uh, adds, uh, you know, with the champion packs and, the uh, the requirement for resistances, uh, like, I, I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to gatekeep Diablo two and say, you have to, <laughs> you have to play the higher difficulties. But for me, uh, we had met, we had mentioned and like, I wasn't like I, I wasn't judging. I was trying not to come off as judging, but like uh, I, I think it's when you posted your beat tweet and you're like, "Oh yeah, I, I beat it on normal," and I was like, ah, "I can't, I, I can't consider Diablo two beaten unless you beat it on <laughs> hell," because um, that it, like it, it, it's kind of like that argument. With, I know there's some people in the club that are like, uh, or club slash kind of like the poly kill 
sort of folks that are like, oh, when I see credits, the game's beat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's to the detriment sometimes. And Diablo, definitely, because, like, especially with your higher higher ability skills, like, you just start getting those when you beat normal. Um, all the, like, really cool gear and really cool stuff that all these uh, things can do, like, you don't even get access to until you get into Nightmare and Hell, like, the high high level rune words. Like, they can do some really neat things. And all that is... Uh, you know, cut off unless you you progress, and, and that's kind of the thing with uh, with the Diablo games is you you're not going to get the full experience if you just end it there, uh, because it, yeah, because they really push you to 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 face that challenge and overcome, and that's where yeah that the the kind of like that reward like you really feel like you accomplish things as as you progress like uh, you know. Especially in in hell mode, which can it, it can definitely be challenging if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't have anybody who can kind of share some of this information, or if you don't take the initiative to look up um, some things that you need to do to survive in hell difficulty. It can definitely make it challenging, and I could see how that could turn some people off. But um, I am wholly encouraging everybody to to push through. And and try those higher difficulties because they can be, they it can be a blast. It can be ca- pure chaos, especially when you get eight people in these games and like literally all hell's breaking loose. And it, it's just it can be so fun, so fun. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So, um, you know, from from Diablo one, which was originally peer to peer, they they changed in Diablo two to client server, which which eliminated a lot of the hacking and. Uh, made made multiplayer a little more fun for for certain people. Um, you know, how does the difficulty work with that? Does it still progress like normal nightmare hell? And is it even harder because you have eight characters all just pounding on Bale or on, on Diablo? Like well, the scaling is fantastic because if you play the game, it, it's just like it's just straightforward. It's like you get. You know, 100% loot drop, 100% experience, and a person joins and it bumps that up. It bumps up, like how much, like uh, will drop, but then it also bumps up how difficult the enemies will be, how much experience you get. So it's the scale, the the scaling is done like very, very well, and I'm sure that's been tweaked over the years because that's another awesome thing about Diablo too is Legacy Diablo was supported. They, they continued to update that game. They didn't add more content necessarily. Uh, they did add some 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 things years later uh, back in the day, but patching, balancing, like they've they've continued to do that over the years, um, which is pretty great. But yeah, it, it scales it scales very well. And for me, especially when it comes to online games or co-op games, even if I'm playing with complete strangers, like I, I have so much more fun just knowing that there's other people there uh, participating and enjoying the experience and working together, you know, to over- overcome these challenges together. It's just, it's fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. I think once they have uh, the server stuff ironed out and, and we're not, you know, 562nd person in line, then <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we'll, we'll have fun with that. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to touch on on the gameplay, or can we move on to some of the graphical design stuff? I think we covered it pretty yeah. well, I th- largely. Because yeah. I, I think graphics are, are a really sort of integral part to Diablo 2, because, I mean, 
Blizzard North had a choice. They could go to polygonal 3D graphics. They they had the technology to do that. And and they chose not to. They chose to stick with 2D because they felt they could get more uh, more action, more expression with the sprites that they had um, than, than if they were trying to, to work with clunky polygons. And obviously Resurrected changed that. Um, I played Diablo 3 just the first couple hours and it was a fun game, but it did not feel like Diablo to me at all. Like, and, and, and I know that's sort of up for debate, but I don't know if it was because of the polygonal 3D or, you know, it felt like a, a good ARPG, but it did not feel like Diablo 2. Having said that, trying to hop back into legacy mode with, with the sprite graphics, I couldn't do that for very long either. So, I mean, how did you guys, maybe Kevin, start with you. How did you guys prefer to play this? Did you like the 2D back then? How does it hold up today? And you like what Resurrected did with the graphical overhaul? The yeah, I, I, I did like uh, the the new graphics. Um, I, I would switch to the old graphics just once in a while, just press the G key and and look at it for a little bit just to see, like, oh yeah, this is I remember how this looked and all that stuff, and then go right back to the because I thought the new graphics were great. The one thing that, especially with the Sorceress, the the one thing, one complaint I've always had about the graphics on the original game was the walking gait of the characters. Like they always look like really stiff, you know, like she, she looked like as if that skirt was like way too tight for her and she couldn't move in it, you know? Uh, and they fixed all that with the, with the new graphics. I think they, you know, pretty much seemed faithful to the, to the original, you know, all the characters kind of had like a similar look in that. Um, like I talked about atmosphere a little bit that I got all the same vibes in that one thing they really do really well uh, with the graphics is the sh I think the shading and shadows like when you're walking through any sort of tight corridor and that and your character has like a light radius and you walk by things and the, the shadow moves very well that's always like really well done uh, in these Diablo games and I think they brought all that vibe into the new um into the new resurrected uh game i i did for some reason i guess because i was looking at you uh diablo videos on youtube there was one video that was recommended to me and it was some uh what do they call them uh not not simple i don't uh what were the people the the angry uh guys who get angry at women online what's that called <laughs> i can't remember the name uh, yeah like sims so, or incels incel that's it yeah <laughs> i clicked on it was a, i accidentally clicked on an incel video and this guy was livid that some titties were covered up i don't know if i could say titties on this show but <laughs> i just did and i'm like dude like out of all the things you could be complaining about that's what got you going and i'm talking about like like not the characters themselves but like like just images on the walls and stuff i'm like dude you're worried you're you're upset that they covered the nipples on a statue from a 20 year old game. Like, eh, whatever, whatever, dude. But I, I think they, they, other than the titties that they covered up, I don't know. <laughs> I think they changed. And if it wasn't pointed out to me, I don't think I would have noticed that. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, everything is the same under the covers. They, they did a really good job sort of keeping, um, you know, in the original game, even with the sprites, and you only had 16 sort of directions to face, I think you could still move 64. Uh, angles uh, from your character just with a bit of foot slide and they were able to sort of overlay the new graphics on top of that to make it a little smoother so you weren't running funny like like you had you had mentioned Kevin yeah um, but overall I mean this is um, 
I, I definitely prefer the 3D, but it, it still feels like really, really good. It yeah. feels older, but it feels really good. And the lighting is, is awesome. And I saw that garlic that I mean, it was, it was like a white pixel in the original game. Yeah. yeah. Well, even the items dropped on the ground, too. I could actually make out uh, what a light potion is and a, and a greater potion is like just the detail on that. I, I don't think you could. I could never see that on the original game. So, yeah, they had they had something called the flip team who who was essentially just working on the item flips, you know, different items yeah. uh, sound different. They go to different heights when they flip. Uh, and they all have these these graphics that are that are a little bit different than the original. So I love like uh, when you when you broke like a tiny little jar and a big ass giant shield would come flipping out of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, one of the minor changes that they made with Resurrected is the item the dropping dropped items reflect their the the like the visual look instead of just being the the same thing. Even though, like the 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 picture of it when you mouse over it, like would be a different color, they changed that so the colors were reflective and they look like the items when you actually wear them now, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, but one thing that I thought was really cool is when I fired up Resurrected because I pretty much media blacked out. Like, oh, they're like, oh, they're gonna do a remake. Okay, I'm on board. I don't need to see anything. I like to really experience everything firsthand. I don't need to see a video showing me every single thing before I will invest in the game. That's just how I go. And when I fired up Resurrected, is like it was like this is how I remember the game looking, it, which was interesting because then you hit G and you flip back to the old graphics. Yeah, it's like wow, like night and day. I mean, I love I love the old graphics. Like I sprite based anything is like. Uh, I just can't get enough of it, but uh, I yeah I, ca I can't go back now, mm. largely because of the frame rate of the original only ran at like twenty four I think twenty four fps yeah which it's like I don't remember the game like running like that but mm. that's how it ran and it was amazing back then, um, but yeah they just they they nailed it they nailed it they did such a good job like vicarious visions because they also did the tony hawk one and two yeah remake and those are just again like flawless for what they were trying to accomplish like well well done well done yeah no i totally agree i think one one fun fact that that i learned when i was uh reading um stay a while and listen uh, which is a fantastic book david l craddock uh two parts and it, it really dives into the development of uh diablo one and, and diablo two and uh, in the arcane sanctuary, um, which is you, you sort of take that portal and you're in, in sort of a space setting and floating platforms and stuff. Um, they were going to have like big portal backgrounds and swirling stuff. Uh, and they just put a placeholder in there. They took the Defender uh, arcade background with the stars and they just plopped it in there as a placeholder and they forgot to pull it out. <laughs> so Diablo 2 actually ships with the Defender background. Oh, that's in funny. the arcane sanctuary and they sort of played on that in the, the remaster as well they, they kept just stars instead of the swirling portals so i think like little tidbits like that are hmm. pretty cool yeah but uh yeah they had a, a great design team and, and obviously the team changed pretty dramatically blizzard in general blizzard north uh sort of fell apart and um for for diablo 3 it was an entirely different team so you can see a lot of the the changes in, in art design um but i still feel that 
you know, the, the atmosphere, like you were saying, Kevin, uh, is really captured well, even in the resurrected version with, with modern technology, you still yep. get sort of that creepy, dimly lit vibe. Uh, as opposed to you know the brighter stuff that we we saw in Diablo three, yeah they they the the yeah as you mentioned the lighting like it does so so much to like enhance the atmosphere. Um, switch back to those old graphics as your character would walk around. It's basically you have a circle of light around you and then it's like black. Yeah, and this like you walk around a pillar. It you know the light reflects or uh, cuts around the pillar and everything. It's uh, it's great. Uh, I do, I do want to mention this, uh, uh, Kevin. I'm glad you brought up the the kind of like quote unquote like censorship changes that they made. Um, I like I'm I'm mixed on that. Like I I don't necessarily understand why they made those changes. I I I can understand some of it, kind of with today's sensibilities, but it wasn't the things that they had changed weren't weren't necessarily like uh, things to like titillate or excite people it was like oh here's just a statue and it was you know yeah those kind of things like i i'm 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 mixed on it like one of the first things it's like what oh but the amazon she's like she's like an older lady now it's like yeah i i i like you know i like attractive characters in video games i like i like the stork stork under boob like, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, they did. Whatever, it. it's it's changed. I I wasn't upset at first. I was like, huh, that's kind of strange. But I don't get hung up on those sorts of things because at, at the end of the day, that's like those about. these these are games are designed to sell and make money, right? And they want to make the games as accessible as they possibly can. And one of the ways that they figured out to make it more accessible to more people is to cover that stuff up, not make it like as if it's just for a certain group. Make it for it's everybody. And you might not like it, but that's what it is. You know, that's they have it figured out that if they cover the stuff up, it's going to sell more copies. And if they had it figured out that if, if they show more nudity, that's going to sell more copies, then they would do that. You know, it's got nothing to do with yeah. like, oh, we're kowtowing to this group or yeah, they, they just want to make money. Yeah, there's, no, <laughs> there's people, you know, decrying like, oh, it's woke culture. It's like, no, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's no, that's not what's going on. They just, video games have changed in the past 20 years and there's a huge it's a bigger audience now. It used yeah. to be a small audience. You had to spend thousands of dollars on a computer to play these games there was only a certain amount of people that were going to do that right now it's accessible it's that th- this game is on it blows my mind actually it's on everything you know yeah. it's on the xbox playstation nintendo and and the pc you know it, before it used to be just a pc exclusive game and now it's on everything so to make it accessible for every everybody and probably they had to maybe they had to change stuff to get it on the other platforms too like nintendo's you know notoriously censored you know so maybe they just wanted to it just made it easy and then we could sell a bunch of copies and it gets like a this rating instead of that rating and they got it figured out that it's going to sell a hot, lot more copies if they do it that way yeah just that's, the way it is that's a good point I, I i never really thought about the different platforms that yeah if it had anything to do with with them or whatever what maybe like it probably didn't but they probably just like yeah. safer bet if we go this route yeah you know? yeah while we're on the subject of platforms um I did want to jump back a little bit because I played it on the Switch. Uh, oh, you poor is, bastard. Yeah, which is not mouse and keyboard. <laughs> and I, uh, again, clicking through with the Barbarian is easy enough, but with the Necromancer, 
Um, I think, and I don't know how it works on the PC, but I was struggling pretty hard because um, when you're resurrecting um, enemies as skeletons or you're doing corpse explosion or you're um, you know, resurrecting monsters as themselves, there's no real way to select which corpse or which anything you want to do that to. It just takes the nearest corpse. So if I'm, you know, surrounded mm. by a bunch of, you know, weakling enemies and, and I'm trying to resurrect, you know, a big monster that I've just downed uh, over in the corner, I got to run over there. There's no like cursor. There's no. Yeah, that's definitely just... a problem because uh, one of my friends played as a necromancer and he was especially once you get into hell, like he was very specific about which, you know, corpses he would uh, take over because I mean that that matters. So I've heard a lot of really great things about how they they uh, made the controller work, but sometimes it's yeah you, that that mouse and you just yeah you I think click that. anywhere on the screen within you know fractions of a second with a mouse is, is totally is and and again yeah in hell is is really where it's it's hurting me and 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 just sort of running around you know basic controls is is great and and even the skills are great but you know if i'm slowly like plowing through enemies and i'm standing in a pile of corpses and my army is you know 20 feet ahead of me and i'm trying to corpse explode those corpses are just exploding around me like i'm not able to click where i want them to explode so i'm just like you know having mm. my own fun in the corner over here meanwhile my <laughs> army's getting destroyed so it, it's i think it's a fundamentally broken um piece um, and I don't think there's any way around that unless you introduce, like, hold down a shoulder button and then you have a cursor and you can click. But, you know, even teleport, like, how does that work? Teleport just throws me some random place on a map. I can't click where I want to go. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. I, I did try, like, just because I've heard so much about how well the controller has been implemented in the game. I did try, because on the PC, you can plug in a controller and play it that way if you, if you want. Um, and I lasted like maybe a minute or two just trying it out. And I'm like, it just felt very cumbersome. Like what you can do in two seconds. Now that just might be my, it might just be me because I'm used to the keyboard and mouse, but it just felt very counterintuitive. Like it felt like a, I mean, I guess if you wanted to sit back on a, on a couch and walk, play it on a TV, that would be a way to do it. But I don't know. I would grab a, a piece of cardboard and put my, uh, <laughs> keyboard and mouse on on my couch on my lap and play it like that. The joys of wireless uh, peripherals. Yeah, people are like I, mean, I can't I can't use a mouse and keyboard. You absolutely sure can use a mouse and keyboard. You good strong piece of cardboard. Put it on your lap. You're good to go. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about music because I know we we dove a little bit into atmosphere and and some of the lighting and um, I think music is a huge part of just Diablo in general. Uh, Diablo 2 was was Matt Ullman, the same composer that did uh, the first game. And and for the Lord of Destruction expansion pack, he actually went to um, what is the, the the Slovak radio orchestra, symphony orchestra, whatever, in, in Europe. And he recorded all that stuff live rather than using um, tracks. So, I mean, I think that's a huge part of the atmosphere. I think they built on that and, and executed it amazingly in Resurrected. But... Are there any tracks that stand out to you guys, or what did you guys think of the music as a whole? Oh, it's it's always great. Diablo, Diablo's uh, more like of a like more of the music's more for atmosphere, mm -hmm. um, less like 
something to keep you like entertained while you're playing. Um, so it, it, you know, it tends to be uh, unless you're really focused on the music, it tends to be more background. But um, I mean, the main like menu theme when you're just in the menus, yep, kind of like that <laughs> generic like the, the Diablo two theme is like I, I could just I've heard it for so many hours like and I, and the fact that I don't hate it like says a lot about it because you hear that music so so much and then of course you know uh, 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 the like rogue rogue encampment you know theme Tristam three theme you know it's it's all good stuff it's good stuff yeah, yeah. This, is, this is usually the part of the podcast where Dean gets upset with me because I'm notorious <laughs> for turning down the music uh, because I just don't want to hear it. I just want to hear the sound effects. I'm a bang, crash, boom kind of guy. But with the Diablo game, with Diablo 2, I only turned it down like maybe 50%. Maybe maybe kept it at like between 50 and 60 because I need it a little bit less. You know, I just, I, I find it a little too distracting when I'm playing a game. Like I need to hear when that, uh, like when you're kicking the, the jugs and stuff and it makes that little crank sound. So you know that there's like a trap in there. I need to hear that. And I find the music gets in the way sometimes of that stuff. Um, but I only turned it down a little bit, and uh, I, I, yeah, like you guys say, it adds a lot to the atmosphere. So that's why I, I leave it on a little bit. Yeah, and the locations of Diablo Two are so diverse compared to the first one. Like I can, I can probably think of all the tracks of Diablo One in my head, and they're all pretty memorable. But there's not many of them. Um, whereas this, you go to like Luke Golane, which is sort of like a, a desert place. You go to yep. Kuras, which is like the jungle place, and the music reflects that. Um, and it's it's really cool in terms of atmosphere. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance, and, and maybe you do this all the time, but um, just put on the soundtrack. Just like dim the lights in the room and and don't do anything. Just listen to that soundtrack, and it's so crazy how much nuance is in sort of the atmosphere in terms of, of tones and and things. It's it's awesome. Cool. Um... We're going to talk just, can we just mention sound effects for a second? Yeah. Um, because my uh, my one favorite sound effect in this game had me thinking of you, Dean, every time I heard it. Because every time you pick up a ring and you put it in your in your inventory, it gives a very nice loud ding. But it actually sounds like Dean. And then when, <laughs> when every time you pick up a jewel or a, a ruby or something like that, you put that, it's a little lower, you know, Dean. Yeah. But I just, every time I heard that, I thought of you, Dean. It's just like it's saying your name every time. It's singing for you. So a lot of the sound effects were redone for remastered, but they purposely kept in the same gem oh, yeah. and, and that 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 skull pop. Now like that skull in your inventory. Yeah. Like, if they changed those, I would be like incel guy on YouTube, like complaining. <laughs> that is that's sacred. You can't change that. Yeah. Potion sounds. Yeah. And... Well, like, it, it, the other thing, too, is like Sarah will hear that, you know, she'll hear it and she'll be like, oh, that, yeah, I remember all those sound effects. I'm like, yeah, she doesn't really want to play the game again now for some reason. She's just not in. But at some point, I know those sound effects are going to grab her and she's going to want to play it again. I mean, it adds so much, especially when you're just, again, plowing through the same dungeon for the 20th time and you're, you're just waiting to hear those dings or yep. the rune drops or, you know, something you're looking for. Um, and again, that flip team, they, they did a lot in terms of making the axes sound different than the shields, sound different than the maces. And I mean, if you got a keen ear, you'll play through blind almost, right? You, you know what's dropping. You don't have to, to hold down the shift key to see all the items. Um, I mean, that's, 
that's really all I had in terms of, of gameplay and, and music and graphics. I mean, I think um, the, the game is, is stunning. Um, I think it's a great experience, whether you're a newcomer or you're coming back to it after after 20 years. You guys just want to give your overall thoughts on the game? Kevin, why don't we start with you? Like, how would you recommend playing this? Would you recommend playing it? And, you know, what, what are general thoughts? Well, I, I love it. I think it's great. It's really hard for me to criticize. Like I said, I'm torn about the stuff that they didn't change. I'm glad that they didn't change a lot of stuff, but I'm also like, eh, it's going to be a little difficult for new players to come onto it. I think the state that the game is in right now, it's, uh, we'll say it's October 2021. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say like the state it's in right now, don't buy it now because there's a lot of stuff, the online stuff, and that just doesn't work yet. Even offline, uh, I had I had the game crash on me a few times, and right away this message box pops up, and it's it's from Blizzard, and they're like, "Hey, we want to fix this game. Tell me what you were doing to make the game crash." And I'm just like, "I was playing the game. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything crazy. I was in a dungeon. I was walking around, and it just crashed." Um, so I think, like, I waited to play Diablo three. I I. Like it was like a year or two. The uh, what was that uh, thing that everyone was complaining about? The uh, seven auction? Auction? Auction, auction house. house. That was gone by the time I started playing it, and I had a blast. Never crashed on me once. Played it all the way through. Played it co-op. You know, no problem, zero problem. So I would say, wait, get it like a year from now or whatever when they work out all the bugs and you're able to do everything in the game and the servers aren't overtaxed. Even though it's Activision, they have tons of dough. There shouldn't be overtaxed servers, but for some reason there is. So I'd say wait, get it on sale, play it, play it a, a year from now. But it is a fantastic game. Um, it's not like if you, like like Church was saying, like if you played Diablo three before, maybe if you played the Torchlight games or that, there are going to be stuff that you're going to miss. But if you put yourself in the mindset that this was a trendsetter, this is basically a game that came out in two thousand. You know, Bush wasn't even president yet when this game came out. Like bush one or bush two or whatever one of those bushes <laughs> like it's a long time ago so clinton was still president i guess when uh, when this game came out so that's a very long time ago so if you put yourself in that mindset you know i think you're gonna have a good time awesome i agree church despite the lack of underboob yeah still pretty yeah. Good <laughs> yeah no it's it, it's still great you know um i uh, like i said this is arguably one of my favorite games ever made uh, i think it's still at it's one of the best everybody every i would like somebody to show me an arpg that's been made in the last 20 years that isn't following in the footsteps of diablo 2 like it just it, it it's it's peak it's peak it's so good it's so good um uh i mean as far as like whether or not I would recommend people playing it right now, um, I, I'm I'm different. I I, I I'm one that I don't necessarily. It's I'm in a weird place because I know a lot of people get really upset when you buy a game sixty dollars and it has issues, crashing, server issues, whatnot. Um, maybe it's because I'm from such a strong PC background that I'm. It's kind of become the norm for me to deal with a lot of this stuff um the first the first week or so uh when resurrected was released there were 
lots of server issues. Um, a lot, it, it's a lot better now. Um, the queue, uh, I, the the queue to get on, is one of the things that they try to do to help with some of these server issues. Um, but I'd imagine that queue thing is going to go away once they figure out. I don't know. I don't know why they they don't just open up, you know, put another server on the rack or something yep. like like they. Uh, it's weird like blizzard's one thing now it's act blizzard so you know blizzard blizzard we we knew and love is long dead but even still like blizzard act blizzard they they fail to understand how many people want to play their games like they just they underestimate it and then they're like well we didn't think this many people would want to play one of the you know the most renowned games ever made and it's like whatever um but uh yeah so if you do play just and you haven't played it you know you might get booted off a server once in a while it's it's not the end of the world um i i i played a lot in those last or first three weeks that it was released um i <laughs> there was one weekend where i think uh just in the weekend, I put like 30 hours, like on a Saturday and Sunday. It was ridiculous. I played a lot. I probably put like 80, 90 hours in Diablo 2. And honestly, I I didn't feel like I had that many issues. Other than those first few days, there's a few hours where I could not log in because it said my my character was already logged in. They have since re, uh, fixed that issue as far as I know. Uh, but as far as platform, you know, I'm... I'm always going to be a. I'm very much a PC guy. I'd say you know, if you like playing games on PC, go with the PC. Uh, but it's on all platforms, so play it on your preferred platform of choice. Uh, my only concern with that is I don't know what the community will be like. You know, one year, two years down the road, um, I tend to find with more console games as time goes on those communities really dwindle uh where pc communities can go you know there's still like uh, diablo 2 uh, uh, up until resurrected like there's still thousands of and thousands of people playing diablo 2 like actively you know not having to like do weird things to get these servers online because the game was still supported so that's always w one thing that I, I worry about when it comes to some of the fractured communities. The fact that they don't have crossplay like drives me absolutely insane. Yeah, twenty twenty one. There's no reason why people can't play these games together, um, but it is what it is. So you know, play on your your platform of choice how you prefer to play the game, just so you can enjoy the game without you know barriers that would make you potentially dislike it for reasons that you don't need to. So absolutely Diablo two, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yep. I, I, I would agree. Um, but again, to, to echo these guys, I mean, there, there are crashes uh, in single player as well. Um, pr pretty often for, for, for my playthroughs. Um, certainly with multiplayer, this game has stood the test of time for 20 years. It could stand another couple months of you <laughs> waiting on it. There's still going to be a community mm -hmm. around when you do decide to pick it up. Um, there are a couple hiccups with console-based uh, play. If, if you're looking at uh, some of the nuances or going through hell mode, I, I would definitely suggest PC. But this is an awesome game um, based on 
my playthroughs of Diablo 1, Diablo 2, and what I've played of Diablo 3. Diablo 2 is certainly sort of the definitive one if you're going to look at a, a great RPG. Um, I would suggest starting there and see what you think. Um, but it's, it's great for newcomers, and it's a great community online. Uh, and in the Cartridge Club, I was, I was super surprised at uh, when we announced this as a game of the month, how many people played along and how many people were uh, just, you know, crazy veterans when it comes to comes to games like this so that was really cool i i just want to add one thing too if you played any other arpg if you played path of exile torchlight whatever and you think oh, i played diablo because you know they're all driving you haven't played diablo there there's like playing through path of exile is not like playing through diablo 2 yeah i don't know if that was worth adding or not but i thought i should <laughs> no no point taken um all right, folks. Well, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Cartridge Club Game of the Month podcast. Again, November's Game of the Month is Spyro the Dragon. You guys can play that on the original PS1. You can grab the Spyro Reignited trilogy on uh, modern consoles or uh, PC. We got uh, a member of the community who's playing it on PC. He's got it up to 120 frames a second. I mean, this wow! It's, it's a it's a it's a nice, smooth-looking game. I'll tell you what, Richard put it on his Steam wish list yesterday wow that's a testament right there guys uh and in december for our 100th game of the month um we're finally playing a game that's near and dear to my heart something that members have been requesting since i've been requesting since back in season (laughs) one uh final fantasy 7 uh which is super super exciting it's my favorite game of all time and i'm really hoping that we get a lot of newcomers that somehow have, have avoided this game for the past 24 years or however long it's been out is the remake of final fantasy like is it all good to go like that like or do we have to play just the original oh no you can play the remake um which is really just part one of of the original or you can play the whole original you can play this however you you want i think a lot of people are going to be um playing the original game the original three disc version but if you want to just play through remake you can do that as well the original game wait the remake is just part of the original game it's not the whole thing yeah oh yeah yeah it's like the first six hours of the original game but spread across 80 hours or however long 30 hours 40 hours i'm out of the deep you go i'm out of i'm going back to the dungeons do do both so you get the true definitive (laughs) experience yeah if you haven't played the original yet i would definitely suggest popping in the original playing through that and then you'll appreciate the remake so much more uh, but one other thing I wanted to mention to, to all the listeners is, um, you know, leading into the 100th episode, we have a, a really special uh, tribute video coming out uh, later this month or later in November. Um, and it's really just a look back at, at the Cartridge Club and, and, and the amazing community that's, that's grown from it. I'm super proud of how that came together. So can't wait to reveal it to you guys. Um, keep an eye out in November. Um, and uh, if you see it, share it. Uh, just want to grow the community. Uh, and I think this is a really uh, great and, and heartfelt video that that I think will help help do that. But uh, again, if you guys want to get involved with the club, if you guys are new listeners, I'd encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cartridge Club NA. Uh, you can also visit our, our Discord for for all kinds of discussion, uh, past, present, future games of the month. Um, but not only that, we we talk about movies and comic books and, and content creation. Just anything nerdy, you can go there. Great place uh, for for people to talk about anything. And uh, if you guys are interested in supporting the club beyond just the review uh, on the podcast app of your choice, um, you know, the club is entirely funded by uh, pledges made from from members of the community like you guys. We're super grateful 
to those Patreon supporters. So if you're interested in being part of that, please look at how you can do that. Head over to patreon.com slash cartridge club. Um, I want to thank you guys, Kevin Church, for, for being on this show. Um, this was a, a super fun one, uh, a super nice one to, to knock off my backlog. Kevin, where can, can people find you? I guess the best place is on Twitter, Buried on Mars with a Z at the end, because some jerk still has Buried on, at Buried on Mars sent out one tweet in 2011 and i can't i can't get it i can't get that name at, at one point twitter said they were going to drop all the people who did that but this hasn't happened yet so it's buried on mars with a z and that's well that's where i post all my things so if you're that interested just follow me there and that's where my stuff will be yeah i, I do like the z better than the underscores so let's... yeah the underscores were getting a little too much right right <laughs> uh church how about you where can people find you uh yeah so i'm on youtube Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as the Game Grinder. Unfortunately, similar situation. Somebody took the Game Grinder on Twitter, so there's an underscore in mine. But just look me up, the Game Grinder, you'll find me. I also uh, co-host the Game Tenants podcast. And, uh, of course, uh, for those club folks, you might hear me periodically as one of the occasional hosts of the Cartridge Club. So. Awesome. And again, I'm Dean Lasagna from Round 2 Gaming. Follow me on Twitter at round underscore two underscore gaming. Same story. Uh, and a uh, big thank you to all of you guys who've, who've listened. Uh, we look forward to hearing from all of you soon. Thanks for joining us. Till next time, CC Unite.